You're listening to My Friend's Place in WGOT LP Gainesville. Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because <laughs> the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires and cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But then, anyway, as I'm watching this movie, and then you can tell how stupid it is because it's one in the morning. So I'm watching my TV, or these kids watching their TV, or a vampire kill on their TV. So you know it's kind of stupid, but I'm still watching, though. As I'm watching this show, what was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV. Now, I'm watching my TV. as They're watching their TV, or they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor, now y'all got to stay with me, bring this actor who's a vampire killer from that TV to get rid of this real life vampire in their attic. So as this actor comes to their home, he got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because you know, I got to have a state and got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross because it burns. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house, this, 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 this guy's got the holy water. He's blessing the house, this actor. Now, he's all fake. He's blessing the house with his holy water. They walked upstairs, and this vampire looking real good in this black suit. Whoa, that sounds like Senator Warnock, doesn't it? Looking all good in this black suit. Floated from the ceiling. He floated from the ceiling looking good and cool. And I'm thinking, whoa, they better get out of that house. If somebody float from your ceiling, get out of that house. That's, that's not your house. But as he floated from the ceiling, the kid jumped behind that hero. As they jumped behind that hero, the guy jumped in front of him with this holy water, threw it on the vampire's forehead. He covered his eyes. And he took his hand away. He started laughing. And he said, that don't work. He took the cross, he put it on the vampire's forehead. And the vampire didn't even do anything. He said, that don't work. And that's the way it is in our life. It doesn't even work unless you got faith. Well, I guess it would be nice. Yes, I gotta have faith. Mm. 
Cause I gotta have faith
complete peace with a lot of your negative aspects, your, your psychological problems, until you get to know that animal a little bit. You may never agree with it, but not only should you know that animal, but just for a brief moment, look at the world through that animal's eyes.
millions of people. How is there enough raw materials? I wear the same three of them. I've got 124 too many, and they just keep coming. I've got nine apples in my kitchen. The store had thousands. There's millions of stores. How are there so many apples? Where are these trees?
that is Remy Wolf covering uh, Wham's Christmas song, Last Christmas, beginning and ending the song with a George Michael uh, connection. Hope you enjoyed uh, listening to the warm-up mix this week here on uh, My Friend's Place on the BGOT LP Gainesville. Let me do a quick rundown of what you just heard. Leading things off, you had uh, George Michael with Faith, uh, kind of bookending a little bit of a George uh, Michael-related block. Then after that, you went from Nation of Language across the fine line, the Working Men's Club remix. You can expect to hear that one a couple of weeks uh, here on uh, My Friend's Place because that has a very strong, really cool, like, 80s um, Depeche Mode uh, synth vibe going through it. So very likely to hear that again next week. Uh, Then after that, you had Gemini Parks with Animals, and then it was Ron Gallo with Foreground Music, and there you go. You're all caught up to everything you heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Now, I ended that block with a little bit of new Christmas music, and um, if you may or may not have noticed, I was taking a week off for the Thanksgiving uh, weekend, or a week, however you want to look at it. Uh, I played one of my favorite uh, Cramla mix shows, actually, uh, of all time, the uh, Cramla Christmas Meltdown that I recorded like five or six years ago, I believe. And I think today it stands the test. It is truly the greatest radio Christmas special of all time. I may or may not record uh, finally a new one after many, many years, but um, uh, we'll see. Kind of see how things go over the holidays. Uh, usually about two weeks into December, I'm so sick of all the Christmas and corporations and the commercialization that I kind of lose a little bit of that Christmas fever, but uh, maybe I'll do a new one uh, this year. Anyway, uh, just talking about Thanksgiving, and I gotta say, uh, overall, mine was uh, pretty uneventful, uh, which is might or might not be a good thing depending on how you uh, look at it, because in the past, you know, for many, many years, maybe. 20 years in a row, spent a lot of time on the road, traveling back and forth for Thanksgiving. Uh, So I was really thankful for not having to get on the road on uh, 75 and travel south this year, especially um, after having to put a lot of money into my car just about a week before Thanksgiving for some uh, much-needed repairs that kind of forced themselves upon me. Uh, So uh, it was a good chance to stay home and save a little bit of money, but... I did get an opportunity over Thanksgiving to check out a new local establishment, actually on Thanksgiving, um, called Bragging Rights, which is a newish um, arcade that opened, I don't know, two or three months ago. I don't exactly remember. And uh, just to be really clear, Bragging Rights is not an underwriter for WGOT or sponsor of my friend's place. But however, if they would like to, um, they can contact us, us being WGOT, the WGOT Facebook page or to the website and um, love to have them on board as an underwriter or a show sponsor. Now, what exactly is Bragging Rights? Well, it's a one price when you enter arcade. I'd say with about one-third pinball, one-third kind of classic stand-up arcade games, and about one-third like uh, Chuck E. Cheese, um, Dave & Buster's, Carnival uh, type games. And like I mentioned, you pay one set price upon entering, and then once you get inside, everything else is set on free play. Because um, I, something I really appreciated because it means that you can try a lot of different games. Uh, so personally, I went straight to the classic arcade section, um, which is kind of at the front of uh, Bragging Rights, and they had a lot of my favorite all-time great stand-up arcade games, including um, 
definitely a top five game for me, Qbert, uh, which I spent many, many uh, days in adolescence walking dangerously down a highway in North Carolina to go to the convenience store to feed some quarters into the stand-up Qbert game. And um, they also, another thing I really liked as far as, far as a stand-up arcade classic games goes, they had a pristine Popeye uh, video game, which I haven't really seen or played for many years and a lot of times when you see these old arcade games like the joysticks a little bit off or there's other things that are a problem like the buttons but this one was in perfect mint condition and overall I had a great selection of games um, but I have to be totally fair with my review um, as much as I loved the diversity and all the great classic arcade games uh, there were more than a couple that weren't working, including another two of my all-time favorites, which is uh, Stand Up Tron and Super Pac-Man. So um, maybe by the next time I head back, they'll have a chance to fix those. And uh, also, some of the joysticks were a little worn and wonky, like Qbert, which I mentioned. It wasn't too bad, but the upright direction was really hard to get him to move. And also, there's one of my favorite... Uh, games that's basically a paddle game where you knock the ball up and try and destroy the bricks called Arachnov. And that paddle was a little bit off too, but um, there were a lot of games, so I'm not trying to get nitpick here, because uh, there's plenty to play even with uh, the problems on those games. Then I kind of moved over to the Carnival games, which were fun, and I actually probably spent, um, of all the games I played in Bragging Rights, the most time on like the basketball game where you see how many baskets you can make in 60 seconds. But in my opinion, and I think this is probably the general consensus from people that I'm friends with or posts I've seen, it, the best part of Bragging Rights are the pinball machines. And they have a really nice assortment of classic ones, like my all-time favorite pinball, Adam's Family, uh, to a lot of newer ones I had never even played before, uh, like Deadpool and um, Mandalorian I had never played. And it's interesting because now I guess the trend for newer pinballs is they have, instead of like that pixelated 8-bit video screen, now they have full like high-resolution uh, video screens playing cartoons kind of accompanying the pinballs, which I thought was interesting. Um, overall, I wound up staying for you know, about three hours, so I definitely got my money worth. Um, also, was able to have um, a couple of beers. They have a bar in the back, and um, I will definitely be back in the future to bragging rights. Now, if you're uh, looking to check the place out, I do want to mention they do kind of have some weird operating hours, so you make sure that you check out the Bragging Rights web page or website. Um, also, they're on Facebook. I think they're open basically from either Wednesday to Sunday or Thursday to Sunday uh, afternoon and evening on the weekdays, and then I think kind of all day on the weekends. But um, definitely check it out if you are looking to play some great pinball arcade games. Or it would actually be really cool for uh, little kids because. Uh, spent many days in Chuck E. Cheese, and I should say in Chuck E. Cheese, $20 doesn't get you a lot of games over there, and um, may get you a little bit more over our bragging rights, but not going to mention uh, the admission price. I'll let you kind of discover that on your own, but in my opinion, it was something reasonable. And like I said, again, not a sponsor of the show, uh, no advertising, just something I did over the arcade, thought I would share with uh, the listeners of my friend's place. So anyway... Let's get into music. You heard this one last week. You're going to hear it again this week, which means it's something that I'm really into. 
And it might have been my favorite uh, song from last week's show. It's one from David Nutson called No Ways, No Means. And it features uh, Tim Kasher of Cursive. Thank you for listening to My Friend's Place.
Okay, we have brand new music there from PVA, not the BBC Radio 1 session of that song. And thank you for tuning in to my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville. What else did you hear in that music mix? Well, let me tell you. Leading things off, uh, you had one from David Nutson, No Way, No Means, featuring Tim Kasher of Cursive. After that, new music from Cross's Cub Sensation. Uh, then one that I'm sure I mispronounced this name, I believe it is... Tanuka-chan, or Tanuka-chan. Anyway, the song title, I'll get that one right, it's Don't Give Up. After that, you had Lies with Camera, Chimera. Uh, then you heard one from Waste Blood, God Turn Me Into a Flower, featuring one of my favorite um, film music composers, uh, Daniel Lapotin, as one Hotrix Point Never. And there you go. That's all the great music you've heard this week here on My Friends Place. Real quick reminder, WGOT is easy to find online. You can keep up to date with news and things going off the station by liking our Facebook page. Also, we have our very own super cool webpage at WGOT.org. Over there, you can stream WGOT anytime you want, as long as you've got an internet connection, I suppose. But uh, yeah, that's really convenient for people that kind of coming in and out of the FM signal, or maybe just hanging out in your house, you want to have some background music, and you want to chill out, that's a great way to do that. Also, uh, I'm online at Cramela Mixu, and Cramela, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. If you can spell it, then you can find me, and if you can find me, then you can find pretty much every episode of My Friend's Place I've done here for uh, WGOT, as well as my other more underground house techno electronic music-based show called Cramela Mix Show, but uh, I put both of them under one umbrella because Cramela Mix Show came first, and uh, it's been taking a long time to separate them. So again, find me online, Cramela, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Now let's do a couple of movie and television reviews. And before the break, I had a couple of tens that I really, really enjoyed. I'm still raving about a movie Emily the Criminal featuring Aubrey Plaza, which I gave a very strong 10. And then a episode of a horror TV show, an anthology series uh, from Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. I always mess his name up. Um, it was also a 10. So this week, I've got a couple of things that aren't quite 10s, but... They're pretty strong nines, and first up I want to talk about a movie that everyone seems to love and everyone seems to be raving about as far as like awards go, and that would be this movie called Tar, um, which is kind of an interesting title for what the movie is, um, but what it is is Tar is a story of this conductor of the Berlin Symphony played by Kate Blanchett and an outstanding performance. In fact, I think if you go to the odds makers in Vegas and you want to place a bet, Kate uh, Blanchett is probably the Oscar uh, frontrunner for betting purposes. Though, I do have to mention everyone, and I mean everyone, including all the supporting actors, uh, big roles, small roles, they're all really great uh, in this one. And I really don't want to give away too much about um, the movie or Kate Blanchett's character, so I'm going to kind of give you a vague review of what happens in Tar. But um, in the movie, Kate Blanchett's character seems to have followed a, in a succession and a long line of footsteps of these male conductors who uh, formerly led the symphony. And it's either inferred or directly stated that all of them seem to have some 
really major questions of character and morality. And I gotta say, it was really kind of fascinating um, to see a movie where a female lead basically exhibits like all these really awful qualities that you would normally associate with like powerful men. Uh, so I thought that was a really kind of interesting twist on the story because normally 99% of the time the lead character would have been a man, which makes sense um, in the way the world is. But anyway, again, at least the second time I've said this, Blanchett does a fantastic job in this role of actually bringing this very flawed but talented woman to life. And I think the people um, who are listening that maybe either played instruments and or have participated like in an orchestra type setting like at high school or maybe even beyond, I think they're really going to appreciate like the, the little touches and the inside information and the inside jokes about like classical music and orchestras um, that really at least in my opinion, it seems to be kind of like a cool but weird little world of people that are into like these symphonies. Um, so highly recommended. It is right now not streaming directly on anything. It's video on demand, but if you're looking for a great R-rated adult drama um, that's very well done, then you might consider like uh, forking out a couple bucks and picking it up on video demand. Otherwise, if you wait probably another month, I think it's going to show up on Peacock, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, yeah, definitely find Tar uh, Video Demand, great music movie. Uh, then the other thing that I'm really enjoying right now, um, not quite a 10, maybe not even a 9, but let's give it like a 8.5 or maybe a little bit higher, is the Season 2 of White Lotus. Now last year, season one was like a huge, huge breakout hit for um, HBO and was all over the place. And, um, well, is season two as good as season one? And that's really a hard question to answer right now because we've got a few episodes left. Um, there is, I'd say, one major difference between season one and season two, and that would be there is no, like, hugely popular character like Murray uh, from Season 1. There's no character like that in uh, Season 2 that people really, really seem to love or hate or identify with. Um, so that, to me, is, like, the major reason. There just is no, like, super standout character. Uh, in fact, this season, um, in Season 2, Murray's replacement at Maitre D of the Resort... Uh, is this character named Valentina, and truthfully, the way that she's written is kind of, right now, maybe the weakest link on the show. Her story and her character just, uh, they really aren't that engaging or interesting. Nevertheless, uh, the cast for White Lotus Season 2 is still really impressive, and it's led by one of my favorites. I just mentioned her movie, Emily the Criminal, which I strongly recommend you watch. Uh, so Aubrey Plaza is one of the main actors in this season, and she's also joined by someone else that I really love. Uh, from The Sopranos, uh, Christopher, played by uh, Michael Imperioli. And uh, there is one thing I surprisingly like a lot better about season two than season one, and that would be this remarkable, like, cliffside Italian seashore setting, which... Believe it or not, at least in my opinion, it just like amazingly 
blows Hawaii out of the water, which was the setting for season one. And Hawaii is beautiful, so just just give you kind of a idea of how much I like the setting uh, in Italy. And they also go to these villas and compounds outside of the hotel, which are all very, very beautiful and just uh, absolutely gorgeous. Definitely would not mind uh, visiting, I think you're in the Sicily region uh, for the most part, would really enjoy going out and checking out those uh, uh, compounds and hotels, but probably a little bit over my price range uh, now that I think about it. Um, also, uh, comparing the first two seasons, you have uh, one kind of a holdover character, which is Tanya, played by Jennifer Coolidge, and also the, the man that she married kind of in season one's been in it a little bit, uh, but she's back for season two, and she's one of the main characters. So, as far as like comparing season one and season two, I think if you haven't seen season two, or you've been kind of holding back on it, I, probably the best way to watch White Lotus season two is just, it's its own thing. And I know it's really hard not to compare it to season one, but I think if you just look at it as its own uh, totally separate show, I think people will enjoy it more that way because... Uh, right now, it hasn't quite risen up to like uh, how much fun season one was, but it's not that far away, and a lot better than most of the things that you're going to see on television for sure. Um, I got to tell you, I'm really interesting uh, where these particular storylines are going, and I, I really don't have any clue. Uh, just like season one, there's a murder mystery. I, I don't, I'm not sure yet who uh, the people that even died are. Just like season one. And uh, the last episode I watched had a crazy cliffhanger, and things are really starting to get pretty crazy on season two. Um, there's two episodes left, uh, and they're streaming weekly on HBO. Uh, so if you're one of the kind of people that like to let things build up and uh, binge it all at one time, uh, now would be a pretty good time. So like I said, there's only two episodes. Personally, I like I'm um, old-fashioned, and I like having something week-to-week -week, uh, to look forward to. But uh, anyway, um, check it out. And for certain, if you haven't seen Season 1, and for whatever reason, uh, definitely check out Season 1. It is fantastic. And from Season 2, you're about to hear the uh, White Lotus uh, main title theme called uh, Renaissance. And it's written by uh, composer Cristobal Tapia. Devere, and I hope you enjoy it um, here on My Friend's Place.
All right, that is music from Dagger and Cherry Glazer. You heard it a couple weeks ago here on My Friend's Place, and you're hearing it again this week. Song title is Texas. I want to thank you for tuning in to My Friend's Place on WGUTLP Gainesville 100.1 this week. Uh, leading things off after the break, I reviewed the new season of White Lotus, which I recommend from that television show. You have music from the soundtrack, The White Lotus Main theme, uh, which I believe is Renaissance, uh, from Cristobal Tapia de Ver, who also did the wonderful music from Season 1. After that, you had Quasi with Doom Scrollers. Then you heard one from Blitz Vega, Strong Forever. After that, you had new music from Roy Scott, Stay Out a While, featuring uh, Suzanne Sondford. And there you go. You're caught up to all the music you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So over the past couple of weeks, we've been... Uh, Doing a little bit of coverage and having some fun with the Herschel Walker thing, and I'm really hoping that it will come to an end very, very soon as that runoff will be here in the next week or two, depending on when you're listening to the show. I'm uh, going up against uh, Warnock in Georgia, and um, hopefully the segment will be retired because we'll have no more Herschel Walker saying dumb stuff. But uh, for the past like six months, it's been a non-stop array of just really stupid things that he's been saying, and I've been doing different segments, reading him as a bad uh, Renaissance actor doing Shakespeare. Uh, a couple weeks ago, read him as Jeff Spicoli, stoner, and this week, I've got more dumb stuff coming out of his mouth that I just could not um, let slide. In fact, you actually heard the real speech if you were around at the top of the show. And now, I'm going to redo it for you, um, not as a renaissance bad actor, nor as a bad actor doing Spicoli. This time, it's going to be a bad actor doing uh, Beavis and a little bit of Butthead, because what came out of his mouth regarding this movie review literally sounds like something Mike Judge would have written uh, for Beavis to say on Beavis and Butthead, and I'm going to read it almost word for word, doing a bad imitation of Beavis's voice. Um, so here we go. <laughs> Butthead, you ever, uh, you ever watch a stupid movie <laughs> in the middle of the night and uh, <laughs> keep watching it, hoping it will get uh, better? <laughs> the other night I was watching uh, this movie called uh, Fright Night, Freak Night, I don't know. <laughs> but it, uh, it was about a vampire. And, uh, vampires are some cool people. <laughs> and then, uh, I found out, but it, I found out that a vampire can, uh, kill a werewolf. I never knew that. So, uh, now I want to be a vampire and not a werewolf. So, <laughs> I'm watching my, uh, TV. <laughs> These kids <laughs> watching their TV of a vampire getting killed <laughs> on their TV. Uh, what was funny is uh, these kids <laughs> had a vampire <laughs> uh, living in the attic in their house. Now, uh, <laughs> they're watching their TV, <laughs> and I'm watching my TV, butthead, of them watching their TV, and, uh, they see this actor can kill a, a vampire on their TV. <laughs> now, now stay with me, butthead. Uh, they, uh, they won a big contest to bring in an actor <laughs> who is actually an actor on TV uh, to kill this uh, real-life vampire uh, living in their attic. <laughs> so the actor, uh, he comes to their home 
and <laughs> ask all the right things to kill a vampire. Uh, you need a steak. Uh, you need a thing uh, to kill him through the heart. <laughs> uh, you need uh, a necklace of garlic. <laughs> and I don't know what that does, but head. Um, but you got to have a cross because that burns him. Fire! 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 <laughs> so, uh, the actor comes in, uh, sprinkling holy water everywhere, and <laughs> they go, they go upstairs, and there is this, like, uh, really cool-looking vampire wearing a black suit, and, uh, he, he, uh, he floats from the ceiling, uh, looking all so good and cool, uh, so these kids, uh, the kids are standing behind our hero, and, uh, the TV actor, uh, he sprinkles uh, this holy water um, in the vampire's face, and <laughs> that doesn't work, but Ed. And then uh, they put the cross on the vampire, and <laughs> that doesn't work either. <laughs> and uh, and then I fell asleep, and I don't really know what happened. Uh, uh, so what do you think, Butthead? You, you want to watch the, the rest of the movie with me? <laughs> Beavis, you're dumb. And there you go. That is Beavis as Herschel Walker, which is not a far stretch at all. And there are some things, like, no matter what party or what your belief in politics are, that we all should be able to agree on. Uh, three things for certain. Uh, number one, Bill Clinton's a skeevy fellow. I think number two, we can all disagree that uh, um, Ted Cruz, a very unpleasant man. And number three, Republican, Independent, Democrat, we should all be able to agree that Herschel Walker is not qualified um, to be a U.S. Senator. And hopefully, like I said, this bit will retire itself if he loses in the next couple of weeks. Um, but until then, let's get into more new music. Uh, this song, or this uh, band name, kind of reminded me of Herschel Walker. They're fake names, which kind of reminded me of Herschel Walker because he likes to carry around a fake badge and make fake claims. And... Um, the song title also reminds me of Herschel Walker because I kind of have the sentiment towards him. So you're going to hear fake names, delete myself here on my friend's place. <laughs>
Hearts hold thick with rumor Blasted by blood schemes Heads down, steer clear It's like the last five years Shed signing
Some new music from Yo La Tango, the song titles Fallout, and thank you so much for listening to my friend's place here on WGOT LP Gainesville. Before that, in the mix, you heard fake names with Delete Myself. After that, it was a weird nightmare. So far gone, and then you heard Shame with Fingers of Still. After that, it was Body Wash with Kind of Light. And then getting called up to all the music you heard in that mix was David Brewis. The last day, and really want to thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. If you can, if you would like to uh, help out my friend's place and WGOT, consider subscribing online at WGOT uh, Patreon. So go patreon.com rather uh, backslash WGOT. Just $1 a month, $12 a year. Hopefully you're in a financial position uh, where you can swing that. Also, if you want to hear this episode or pretty much every other episode of My Friend's Place in Cramlin, make sure I've done for WGOT, you can listen to them for free online. Just go to Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A, and it'll take you probably to Apple Podcasts or maybe my SoundCloud page where you can listen to this or, like I said, pretty much every other show I've done for WGOT. So before I head out, I've got my closer track of the week. You heard it earlier. Um, 
last week actually on my yearly Thanksgiving chill out mix for Cramel and Mix Show. Uh, you can hear it now on my friend's place. This is a semi local band from Jacksonville called Lands. Uh, sounds very much with uh, Washed Out, like Washed Out rather. And here is one of their new songs. Actually, it's a couple of songs mixed together. It's Overseas Backslash Back to You. I'm out of here. Uh, have a great week. I'll be back same time, same channel next week. Until then, adios. Bye.